Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Going for Gold, the women's health podcast with me, Rashid Devshike. Now, you might notice I sound a little different today. That's because after the UK's government to stop all non-essential travel and gathering, I'm doing this from my living room. <laughs> but given the rates of uncertainty and nervousness around at the moment, uh, we felt that it was essential to put out some expert-backed advice on how you could reduce anxiety in these strange and pretty dramatically altered times. I'm recording this just as the government has announced that we're going into the suppression phase. So there's going to be a lot of time at home a lot of time alone and that's hard so someone who has put out some great information about this on instagram already is dr jessica hibbard she's a clinical psychologist and author of the imposter cure jessica welcome thanks for having me today thank you so much for coming on and bearing with us so you posted a brilliant graphic on your Instagram, which is at Dr. Jessamy, earlier this week about how to cope with anxiety within these kind of altered times and within this pandemic. And there were some other psychologists that you worked with. Why did you guys all decide to work together? I think we felt that it was really important for it to be a team effort and that there's so much information out there. We wanted to create a really well thought out, helpful, practical and calming response pulling together all our expertise and working together we could put it together more quickly but also we know that we're stronger together and I think we felt there was also a broader message in that in terms of that we do need to work collectively at the moment and to support one another Um, so I was really fortunate to work with Emma Hepburn, Emma Swanberg, Michelle Cottle and Michaela Thomas and I know you said you'll put their handles in the show notes as well and um, it just felt really important to put something out there because people are feeling so anxious and to have some evidence-based information that will be really useful to people. So big question, but what about this moment, this very specific moment, is so anxiety-inducing? I think the biggest thing is the uncertainty at the moment and knowing exactly what all this means. And I suppose that how it affects people will you know, vary with the individual. So for some people, they're going to be worried about um, getting the virus themselves. For some people, they'll be worried about um, people in their family or loved ones. For others, with the latest advice, they'll be worried about their work and what can happen with that. For many people, they're worried about wider society. So there is a very real reason to fear anxiety right now. And coupled with the uncertainty of not knowing what lies ahead, that really adds to it because our brains don't manage uncertainty well. 
we're wired to respond to the unknown with extreme caution and our brain you know has evolved to keep with trying to help us survive so when we were cavemen if there was something hidden behind a bush we exercised extreme caution and didn't go near that and flipped into our limbic system which is where the emotions are and it raises our anxiety so that we're protected from whatever the threat might be whereas of course in our modern day you know we don't need that in the same way but we still have that strong response, which is why people are seeing that, feeling that anxiety. Does this send us into maybe a slightly ability to think in a more rational or more generous way? I'm thinking of there's lots of stuff around panic buying and everyone seeming to go a little bit inward. I think the thing about uncertainty is that most people move to try and be more certain as a way to manage it. And because we don't have to manage uncertainty that much in the way we live now, for example... You know, you don't have to wait for the next episode. You can watch a full box set. If you're driving somewhere, put your Google Maps on and you can avoid all the traffic. You know, we don't have to manage the uncertainty of everyday decisions because of all the things that we've got in place now to make modern life run more smoothly. And the trouble with reaching to become more certain and taking kind of more extreme action to do so is that actually it's impossible to be 100% certain in anything in our lives. And with what's going on at the moment, we're showing that more than ever. And the better move is to try and increase our tolerance of that uncertainty and to think about a more day-by-day approach rather than these kind of extreme responses and to think about facts rather than fear. And whilst yeah. we can't control that automatic reaction of anxiety, we can recognize it and understand that it's a really human and understandable response and that these are scary times. And we can give ourselves space to process that. You know, it's really new information we're still making sense of it ourselves and having a chance to feel the emotions connected to it, to talk about it with people you trust and who can talk to you about it in a sensible or understanding way, then that's really helpful because we need to process what's going on and we need to work out what it means for us and our families. But I suppose it's being careful of shifting over into those fear-based responses which are less helpful and which increase anxiety further. I think that's a great point about tolerance and increasing tolerance and we're going to come to that in a little bit um i guess i want to know how you're pretty plugged into the psychological well-being community and what are the what what is the message that you're getting from people at the moment what are people coming to you asking about what are people concerned about i'd say over 50 percent of the people that i'd normally see at the clinic did skype calls or video called in and then within the topic of my sessions, then it is focusing on, you know, what it means to people individually and also what it means more widely. And I think it's important to manage how it affects you personally, but also not to get so caught in looking inwards that you forget to look out and think about others too. So top line, it's kind of if people are feeling weird and tense right now, that is completely normal and to be expected. Um, I suppose I was going to say as well, in in part what's linked to that as well is this idea that in our daily lives we have an illusion of control over what goes on and that we believe we're in control of our lives. And again, that's a way for our brain to make sense of things and to continue kind of living in a normal way each day and to concentrate on the things that are important. And, and again, with something like this, it shows you that really you can't be completely in control of your life And I suppose it's easy to switch then into feeling powerless. And again, then it's coming back to this idea of, well, what can we do? And trying to 
think about ways to let go of what you can't control, but also to focus on what you can do. And so when you think ahead, that's really anxiety-provoking because you can't think how are things going to be really even in a month right now, let alone three, six, you know, a year. But do you know what you can do today? And rather than thinking about all the potential possibilities, I think as a starting point, it's almost thinking about this as putting one foot in front of the other that seems more doable and it reminds you, you know, that you, if, if I think about it for myself, well, I know what I need to do today and that will get me to tomorrow. So you're saying that it's about taking a daily approach, about zooming in on what we can manage and control and realistically get done. Um, so let's move to those things then. Obviously, we are in strange situation many of us so there's a real chance that people could be feeling quite lonely there's the social interaction that people might have normally going to work with their colleagues they might be seeing grandparents where lots of these little interactions and chances for human connection are limited or curtailed why can that be psychologically difficult and what can people do to rectify it it's a difficult situation because again as humans we're hardwired for connection and lots of us get that connection without really even realizing it in the ways that you've just described and we rely on that to feel part of things and link to other people and so I think with the changes coming in it's going to be almost kind of thinking in new ways about how you can find that connection. So when we are talking about loneliness and I think it can be quite a natural reaction to think to almost go online to seek that reassurance and find answers for what you don't have at the moment, whether that's on social media, whether that's monitoring the news constantly. Why would you advise against this? I think that, again, you know, our brains are trying to make sense of this, but we jump to the threat option. And so when we're checking, it can feel reassuring in the short term to go online and seek as much news as possible, but actually then we're focusing on the threat. So it's about doing it in a moderate way that's helpful to you. You're going to catch up with what's going on. There's no way to avoid that right now. So being careful about checking trusted news websites when you do that, you know, following evidence-based guidelines and being wary of the things that can spring up in times of crisis that might not be so helpful. Speaking to people who you trust and who will be reassuring uh, rather than, you know, make you feel more anxious. And again, watching out for the negative thinking patterns your own brain is going to try and, you know, start springing on you and the tricks that our own brains can play on us, like catastrophizing, where you're imagining far worse case scenarios than there are right now, fortune telling and trying to predict the future, finding yourself dwelling on things and just going over and over it, and also operating a negative bias to collect all the information that fits your fears. And I suppose in terms of that reduced social contact, then it gives you more time to think. So it's easy to fall into the trap of worrying about these things and going over them and ruminating or predicting the worst. And it can feel like we don't have any choice in terms of how we direct our attention. But actually, we do have a choice. We have to almost be quite strict with ourselves for that so that we have a proportionate response to what's going on right now. And we don't get stuck in really unhelpful thinking and behavioral patterns. I've seen lots going around on social media about the importance of routine. What are some ways that you could maybe interrupt these unhelpful thinking patterns? Is there anything else that you can suggest? There is a lot of practical things you can do. And I think that it's thinking about the small things that you can still incorporate into your day. 
So whilst you might not be able to go and see friends or family members, you know, most of us have got a mobile or tablet that you can FaceTime and do video calls and thinking about all the things that you can do within your own home. And again, it's going to be quite individual. So whether it, you know, whether you're someone who really enjoys reading or you like jigsaws or you've had a list of things that you need to do, like sorting, this is my personal one, sorting out my photos from about the last eight years, things like exercise or virtual book clubs. And I think it's being a bit inventive in terms of the things that you can still do and that it is really important to focus on these things, even though they might feel frivolous in the wake of everything that's going on. We need to have some distraction. We need to keep our mood buffered from everything that's going on. And whether it's exercise, which has got an amazing evidence base, whether it's social contact in virtual ways, you know, whether it's hobbies that you really enjoy, it's really important to make time for those things alongside ensuring you look after yourself and like you say you keep a routine that brings structure and security and I think other things to include time outside is going to be slightly different but still you it's important to get outside if you can and to keep those social distancing rules in place it's still possible to do that and if it's hard to get outside Um, making sure you sit by your window and look out the window and get plenty of daylight so thinking in slightly more clever ways about what you can do to lift your mood and manage your mood I should say here as well, anything we say on here that specifically pertains to the government's advice might be out of date by the time this goes out. So for the latest advice, check the NHS website and the NHS 111 website. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years. Years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Definitely, I just want to come back to something you said there about the importance of buffering and the importance of things that we might ordinarily have thought of as frivolous. You're almost doing some sort of civic or personal duty by constantly keeping tabs on everything that's going to happen. Is this something that you've come across with some of your patients? I think it's also fresh. It's, It's almost like a grief response. It's the shock and the sadness and the worry that everybody's feeling. And in times like that, it can feel hard to do other things. So again, it's about this human response to the current situation. And it can almost feel like, well, 
I shouldn't be focusing on this right now. But the reality is that whilst there are some things we can do, there's a lot that we can't do right now. And we know that sitting and worrying and panicking is definitely going to leave you feeling worse and going to leave you in a worse place to manage over the coming months. So it's almost like taking care of yourself in every way from, you know, the basics of eating, sleeping, resting, hydrating to the making time for these kind of more pleasurable activities or relaxation activities that are going to give you a break from thinking about it and a chance to, you know, keep going and keep well. At the moment, we've got to be particularly compassionate and kind to ourselves and to others. Do you think there is an argument then that actually letting yourself rest and do some hobbies and things that might feel a bit silly and fluffy that could actually help you be stronger to kind of show up for others in your community down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Feeling of having a collective response and being part of a community is key to our connection at the moment as well. And that, you know, it's important to keep looking outwards and remember that we're all just doing our best to get through this difficult period. Absolutely. And I know there's community WhatsApp groups. Um, you've got Sally Hughes, Brilliant Beauty Banks service. They're accepting donations to provide basic hygiene and washing products. I know the Trussell Trust are really calling on people to donate food to food banks. So there's all sorts of things that you can do, aren't there? You can actually make a difference from behind your laptop. And I think even things like when we reach out and we're kind and we support each other, actually that helps to manage anxiety. It lets you feel again that you are doing something. And even yeah. things like you know, it's massively affecting businesses, how you can continue to support small businesses, like you say, with the food banks as well. And I think when you're doing something positive, that that is a way to make you feel a little calmer. And we know that giving back is actually key to well-being as well. As a broader thing, it's thinking about it in terms of, okay, is this a problem that I can do something about now? You know, if it's worrying about a vulnerable person in your family what can you do to protect them now there is actions that you can take to ensure that they're protected and following government government guidelines and adapting yeah. to suit your own family and your own needs as well but then there are also the what ifs which aren't in existence yet we don't know if they ever will be and they aren't helpful because there's nothing that you can do about them right now because it's not a problem that's practically solvable right now and with those things it's about trying to distract yourself from it or do things that take your mind off it or finding ways to put them on hold until a time when when you can take action. And I think the other thing that's important to remember is that worry tells us we won't cope with things, whereas all of the research and the evidence shows that when faced with difficulties, people tend to cope better than they expected to and that generally we do cope well with difficult circumstances that, again, you know, as humans, we are adaptable. We do adjust to really difficult situations. So I think having trusting in your ability to cope and to for others to cope around you can also be quite reassuring. So going back then to people who are struggling with an anxiety disorder or something like OCD, which could be really triggered in these times or you know another mental health condition what can people do in terms of ensuring that their their treatment plan or that their processes that they have in place are able to continue um should people be getting in touch with their therapists what what would you advise as a professional i think that for those that are already affected by anxiety you know hopefully they are linked in with their gp or a therapist and if they're not then it's important to do so but again, how people react to this varies. So for some people, it 
will increase their anxiety further and it's really important that they get support with that and that they share that with somebody else. And, you know, as I said at the beginning, sessions for me are moving over to video calls, which are really effective and work really well. So it's a way to still be in touch with people and get that advice that you need and the support that you need and the practical advice that you need too. But being really sure that you are getting help where you need it so it's being aware of how it's affecting you and where the anxiety is for you or where the problems lie for you and again you know ensuring that you get the support that you need all of your feelings are valid and as much as it's important to focus on what you can do and to incorporate these small things into each day and to keep the, the connection and reach out to other people it's also important to allow your feelings and give them space because when you're denying them, I think often they almost inflame more, whereas when you allow them and accept them and acknowledge them, it it means you can process what's going on and make sense of things. And particularly if you're hooked into good support um, in terms of a therapist or your GP or your psychiatrist, then um, you've got that support to manage it. Okay. And then something else that we've, because I should say, um, we did an Ask Me Anything on our Instagram and it was all the questions that people wanted to know about coronavirus, mm-hmm. so a big question. And loads of the ones that came up were stuff about kind of keeping positive and keeping motivated because yeah. people have had weddings cancelled, people have had birthdays, holidays, every, and it's, I think it's the time of year that it's happening as well. This is just, it's spring, it's every, as everyone comes out of hiding, we're all ready for summer, we've got all these plans, and then it's just yeah. a bit anticlimactic. What would you say to people who are struggling to find, to kind of find their why with all of this at this time? I think that, again, it's completely understandable if you've had these things planned and you've been looking forward to them and that they've had to be cancelled because that's another way that we manage in terms of um, our well-being, you know, having things to look forward to, having events that are special to us and meaningful to us, and lots of those have had to go. And I think as well in terms of, particularly with yesterday's advice, the way that that's going to affect people working as well. So again, these are not, you know, silly worries or frivolous fears, or it's not it, it, it's again acknowledging that this is a really understandable response that you feel down and upset and that you're just in a point of being able to get it back together in your head to then be able to move forward. So it's not yeah. denying those feelings or saying, you know, well, it's much worse for everybody else or putting yourself down in any way. It's seeing, of course, I'm upset by that. You know, it, I was really looking forward to that and now I don't know when it will happen or how things are going to go. So again, it's all right to feel a bit demotivated and not be straight into doing your home workouts and, you know, watching out for your online videos for all the things that you need. Give yourself time to work through it, but also knowing that it is almost like taking medication, you know, this kind of structure and routine and having small daily activities is is key to maintaining your mental health and seeing it within those parameters as you might not feel like doing it, but do it anyway and give your self a chance to catch up with feeling like that because when you do it it has a positive knock-on effect and it can get you back into feeling a bit more motivated and actually for people that I treat with depression who feel very low in motivation very low in energy find it really difficult to do things the first course of action would be what's called behavioral activation which is exactly what we're talking about today in terms of finding a structure and routine and adding in those things and they feel like 
they, you know, it's easy in your mind to feel like, well, what is the point of this? Because, you know, what's the point of anything and where are we going right now? But having those things will boost your mood and has proven to do so. And keeping them in place is a better alternative than sitting and constantly dwelling or constantly checking the news. And it's thinking about what's best for you right now rather than what you feel like doing because the two will be very different. A bit like going to exercise. I never really feel like going to exercise. There's never a time when I'm not glad I've done it. And it's just remembering that in terms of the coming weeks. It's almost about having this executive function, this slight intervention within what your mind automatically wants to do. If someone, because again, coming back to the point about loneliness, lots of people do live alone or they might be with a housemate or family member but they might need to be self-isolating um within the home that they share if someone does feel a little bit concerned that they could maybe slip back that their mental health could slip and they could fall back into some unhealthy habits and get to a pretty low place is it a good idea to have some form of like a check-in system i'm thinking for people that maybe aren't married or people that don't have um don't have a partner or close family what's your thoughts on that I think it's exactly right, and I suppose, again, it can, it makes me think about what does connection mean. So connection often means being with people, and that's a easy reach connection, but at the moment you, we, we can't do that in the same ways. So how can you feel connected to other people still? Because essentially it is a feeling, and as we've already talked about, there's ways that you can do that more virtually, but I suppose also it makes me think with all these different groups that are springing up, Maybe it's thinking about how you can become part of a WhatsApp group with people that do check in and, um, you know, kind of an easy route to reaching out to somebody should you need to and setting that up now so that you're setting up these kind of things before it gets to a point where it's actually really hard to reach out to people. So if you know that you are going to be on your own during this period or that you, you know, will find it harder to have the usual support in place that you would have from other people, in those natural ways that we get contact, like at work or like on our commute or whatever it might be in the groups that we attend or new exercise lessons, then finding ways to set up smaller groups yourself and doing it now when you're still feeling all right and say to people, you know, I know I'm going to be on my own. Can we set up a time to chat each, you know, each day? And so maybe I think it's setting that up in advance rather than getting to a point where you're feeling really lonely and then it's actually really hard to reach out. So again, it's trying to be proactive and thinking about what you can do. So, Dr. Jessamy, thank you so much. There's so much information in there, and I do genuinely feel like it's been very useful and calming. What would be your one tip for people who are listening to this and feeling uncertain and feeling anxious? So I'm going to cheat and do two, but I would think about what is fact and follow fact rather than fear and think about what's sensible rather than scaremongering. But also I think what's really important is this day-by-day approach and thinking, what can I do today? And what are the things that will make today better? And how can I you know, think about myself and others within this day so that you have control over the day ahead without getting too far ahead of yourself? So take day-by-day day and be nice to yourself Definitely. and others. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Jessamy, for coming on again. Thanks for having me, thinking of everybody who's going through so many different things at the moment. Yeah, we would definitely echo that. Um, And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Now, it's worth saying, again, that this information is changing 
all the time while we are attempting to keep our content as up-to-date as possible the situation surrounding the coronavirus pandemic continues to develop rapidly so it's possible that some information and recommendations may have changed uh, for any concerns and the latest advice you can visit the world health organization if you're in the uk the nhs website can provide useful information and support or the nhs 111 website while, because um, we do have some US listeners, um, you can contact the Centre for Disease and Control Prevention. The final thing to say is that if we do go on a break over the next few weeks, um, don't panic, as Going to Goal is a weekly show, there's a good chance that we might need to pause recording during disruption caused by the coronavirus. Um, so yeah, I guess all that's left to say is to take care, everyone, um, and I'll catch you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.